Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is TTS Thursday number 9. Today's topic is Masters Athlete and specifically training for Masters Athletes and changes you might want to make compared to when you were younger. But before we get into that topic, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration. Precision Hydration create electrolyte products that you can match to your individual sweat sodium concentration level so that you can adequately replace the sodium that you lose, which depends on both your sweat rate and your sweat sodium concentration. Precision Hydration have a simple online sweat test that you can take to get a good ballpark estimate for how much sodium you lose in your sweat and then you can tailor your electrolyte intake based on that on the results of of that test. You can get 15% off your order of Precision Hydration electrolytes with the promo code thattriathlonshow15. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Roka are the world-leading manufacturers of wetsuits, trisuits, swim skins, goggles, high-performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses. Whether you're getting a Roka wetsuit or perhaps a pair of prescription glasses, my personal experience is that uh, the older Roka products are of the highest possible quality and the customer experience of using them is absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend them enough. You can get 20% off your entire order on roka.com forward slash TTS. Now, just one more piece of housekeeping, and that is that uh, we still have the launch of the new advanced training plans for Olympic half and full distance uh, going on until the end of this month. So that is until tomorrow, if you listen to this episode as it comes out on the 29th of April. Uh, The discount, which is 60% off the regular price, goes away after the 30th of April GMT. So uh, I will talk a bit more about that at the end of the episode, but you can also go directly to scientifictriathlon.com forward slash plans and find out more. Now on to today's topic, which is Masters Athletes. We'll talk about uh, the main reasons for the age-related decline in endurance performance and how you can counteract this performance decline. We'll also talk about uh, a bit of a background with age and endurance performance and how the two relate. And uh, finally, we'll talk about some other considerations other than the main perhaps reasons for the decline, but, but other things that should be taken into consideration when it comes to planning your training and uh, things of that nature that may change when you get older compared to when you were younger. And uh, I want to aim to keep this episode very practical and approachable. There is a lot of research studies investigating different aspects of aging on endurance performance. And uh, of course, that is always in the background of what we're talking about here. Uh, what, what I'm saying here is not something I made up, but it's based on what I've been reading and learning. Uh, but uh, I want to keep this as more of a high-level overview and actionable episode, so I won't be referencing specific studies, as these are pretty basic things you'll find in the introduction of any study discussing aging and endurance performance. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, the advice and takeaways I will give are based on that scientific background knowledge that we have but just as much they're also based in my own coaching experience having coached a lot of older athletes through the years and also based in conversations with other coaches as well as researchers and in fact i asked the other scientific triathlon coaches earlier today as i'm recording this uh, what their thoughts were and uh, the opinions of them are all included here as well so just to set the stage that this won't be a science deep dive but an episode grounded in uh, coaching experience and uh, that is what we're aiming for here 
So first, if we discuss the background on aging and endurance performance, and I'll start off with a number one important lesson from this podcast. You're not a young athlete or a master's athlete or a male athlete or a female athlete. You're an individual and uh, that is it, period. There are so massive differences between individuals within any single demographic category and that to use average differences between these groups, if they exist, can be quite risky as it might lead to being quite close-minded about what you actually need. So you end up thinking that you should fit the template, but uh, you may not be doing that. And most of us, in fact, don't because the template is just an average and there are too many dimensions to it to expect that we would fit in the template for all of those different dimensions. The inter-individual variance is way too big. And in triathlon and in endurance sports in general, we've seen for a long time that you can stay competitive a lot longer than in many other sports that might be a bit more explosive or power-based. So in triathlon, for example, we can go back to the days of Dave Scott in the mid-90s when he was still getting podiums at Kona. I think he came fifth at Kona at the age of 42 in 1996 and ran the marathon in two hours, 45 minutes still. And uh, actually, I think that these days that would not be anywhere near as newsworthy as it was back then. Uh, because in 2019, for example, the Kona podium on the men's side consisted of Jan Ferdino at 38, Tim O'Donnell at 39, and Sebastian Keenley at 35 years old. So, so no spring chickens there. And uh, based on races so far this year, Jan Ferdino, who is turning 30, uh, sorry, 40 <laughs> later on this year, is still by a, by a margin the man to beat the, the best guy out there in the long course scene. So, so it just goes to show that you can be really, really competitive way into your 30s, if not your 40s. Uh, if you read Alex Hutchinson's excellent sweat science column in the Outside Online magazine, then you might have seen articles in recent years about, for example, Irishman Tommy Hughes, who set uh, uh, a world record in Frankfurt Marathon for 59-year-olds, so a single-age world record. Uh, but uh, the impressive thing is the time. He ran a 2.27 as a 59-year-old. And uh, another story that I saw was Gene Dykes from Pennsylvania, who at 70 set his all-time marathon PB of 2.54. I will link to both of those articles in the episode description. Uh, I just want to read one line that stands out in the article about Gene Dykes. And that is, uh, well, it said that he didn't run his first marathon until he was 58. And then Gene is quoted as saying, I was always a jogger to stay in shape, but I never ran hard until I retired at 64, Dykes says. Turns out when you have a lot of time on your hands, you can run a lot more. And uh, then he went on to run uh, 254, which is very, very impressive. Uh, the article describes how he is racing often. He's doing fast running on a weekly basis and he's putting in at least 40 miles of running every week. He also does a lot of things that goes against conventional wisdom and also against what I will recommend later on in this podcast. Particularly, he doesn't do strength training. But that is a great example of everybody being an individual person and all of the advice that I give in this episode and any other episode for that matter might not apply to you. So just staying open-minded really is key and figuring out what works best for you as an individual. But I think that when it comes to discussing masters athletes, it is more important than in other cases, because I do see a tendency of athletes to want to put themselves in the in the box of masters athletes and then train in a particular way. But that's that's not really how it should work. So, so with this background, what are the main reasons for 
an age-related decline in endurance performance and what can you do to counter those reasons. First, I want to give a recommendation for a related episode, which goes more in-depth on these things. And that is episode 176 on that triathlon show that I did with uh, guest Bo Falkhansen from Denmark. Uh, the interview or the episode is called The Top 5 Challenges for Masters Athletes and How to Overcome Them. So go and check that out. It will also be linked to in the episode description. And uh, so so that is related. I'm not going to to discuss all of the things that Bo discusses in that episode. I'm going to take these to list things from my perspective and from from my coaching philosophy and uh, the first thing i want to mention in terms of the decline in endurance performance and the reason for it is um, what you've heard many times before i'm sure a decline in vo2 max which is your maximum aerobic capacity Uh, this natural decline can start even before you get into your 30s unless you train to counteract that but with training you can increase or maintain vo2 max for much much longer perhaps for a couple of decades longer than that at some point it will start declining no matter what training you do but the right training can ensure that the decline is slow and uh, yeah it can even at a very old age depending on where you're coming from your background and so on it could even increase a famous uh, case study that was published as well is uh, with uh, a French athlete who wanted to, he was 101 years old at the time, I believe, and he wanted to set the world record, uh, the hour record on the velodrome for cycling. And he had at the time a VO2 max of 30. And uh, he went to training and, and trained for two years. And uh, he was riding 5,000 kilometers each year. And his VO2 max increased by 13% or that, that two year time period, even at uh, over 100 years of age. Uh, so, uh, so if so, so if a 100 year old athlete can increase VO2 max uh, by 13 percent, then certainly somebody who's much younger than that can can also potentially increase VO2 max in the depending on the context, of course. But uh, just to give you my personal view, if I start working with an athlete in their 50s, and uh, if we're assuming that these are not current age group world champions or something, or maybe just a really serious lifelong athlete. Uh, they are just have been training but perhaps but not training like with super high high consistency throughout their adult life and uh, then i do expect to see a vo2 max increase and with uh, after working with that athlete for some time because even in your 50s i think that age certainly is not as big of an issue as it's made out to be because we are most of us so far from our genetic potential when it comes to the vo2 max that uh, that we could achieve in the 60s, I think it's getting a little trickier. Uh, I also haven't coached as many people in their 60s, so I have a bit of a smaller sample to uh, to draw upon. But it's definitely not unheard of to increase VO2 max even at that age, uh, far from it. The, the thing that I think is a really interesting part of the discussion here is how much of the VO2 max decline that we see in aging athlete really is uh, a causal relationship to age and how much is related to training habits because we do know that training habits change with age as well and uh, it has been discussed a lot even in scientific research that uh, perhaps a lot of the changes we see are just based to people training less or stopping to train uh, with high intensity and things of that nature and i don't think we have a clear answer to how much is is really aging and how much is more training related but anecdotally i think that we tend to underestimate the impact of the changing training habits even if the changes are subconscious and we are probably overestimating the impact of age 
And uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion and what I've seen from my coaching experience. How you can counteract the decline in VO2 max? Uh, first, well, the main thing is to that you just need to touch on that top end of intensity regularly. It's a case of use it or lose it. Uh, young athletes might be able to develop VO2 max really well with just big volume without ever necessarily needing to do very high intensity. It's not what I would recommend as a perfect way of training. I think you need you want to do a mix of things, but uh, but it's certainly possible, and a lot of athletes have success with that model. But for masters athletes that are fighting a declining VO2 max, uh, this is not the case. Uh, it's much more important to stay in touch with that high intensity part of the intensity spectrum regularly. One thing that you should think about if you're a triathlete is you can you have your choice in which modality you do the high intensity in. So if you have a propensity for running injuries when doing intensity, for example, it would make sense that you maybe don't do this kind of work on the run, but focus it on doing it on the bike and the swim, uh, because that really intense running might be more more of a risk from a musculoskeletal standpoint as you get older. And the second reason for our uh, age-related performance decline is uh, losing muscle mass. This happens due to uh, several factors, for example, hormonal changes such as changes in testosterone and growth hormone. Losing muscle mass can negatively impact endurance performance for several reasons. It can also, in addition to that, slow down metabolism. Uh, But in terms of endurance performance, uh, imagine that you have a horse carriage that is being pulled by four horses, and then you remove one horse as an analogy to losing muscle mass then that carriage will go slower. And we're assuming here that the horses pull at the same effort that they were doing before. That's a simplistic example, and uh, but it's not a podcast about muscle recruitment and motor units, so, so it works to illustrate the point. Uh, muscles is what creates movement, or in that example, horses, and the more horses you have, the, the harder they can pull or the, the faster the carriage can go because they're all helping each other out. And uh, if you lose muscles, then you limit your capacity to produce uh, powerful movement or powerful locomotion. Another impact of lost muscle mass is that if you lose a lot of muscle mass, and in particular fast twitch fibers, then you will also lose the ability to produce high speed or power. And this can have a negative impact on uh, endurance performance when you need to do, for example, surges or you go need to go up steep hills or so on. But also it can impact your ability to do the type of high intensity training we described just before uh, that you want to do to maintain or even increase your VO2 max. And in fact, since VO2 max is your oxygen uptake by the muscles, losing muscles that could potentially take up that oxygen and be involved in that and use it in energy production can actually lead to a direct decrease in VO2 max, even if your cardiac output, which is your stroke, your heart's stroke volume times heart rate, even if that cardiac output remains the same. So oxygen delivery is the same, but the oxygen uptake is not because you don't have as many muscles anymore to, uh, to be able to, uh, to handle or manage or take care of that oxygen. How do you counter a losing muscle mass? With strength training and specifically with lifting weights. Strength training, as we have discussed before on the podcast, is a really good potential performance enhancer for any endurance athlete of any age, as well as a potential help with injury prevention. But I think it's all the more important for masters athletes because it helps fight this natural decline in lean muscle mass and keep the muscle mass or even build more muscle mass. 
And finally, the third factor that is key in uh, the decline in endurance performance that we see in older athletes is uh, what I have lumped together under the umbrella name recovery factors. Uh, so you may not be able to train as hard as often as you used to do bef- when you were younger. The three main recovery fa- factors that I am aware of are sleep and a slowdown in muscle protein synthesis, which means that uh, muscle damage from a session can remain for longer, among other things. And uh, third, a slowdown in muscle glycogen replenishment. Sleep, if we start with that, may uh, impair, get impaired with age. Although there are some examples where that might not be the case. For example, if you are an empty nester versus having small kids, then that picture might be reversed. And uh, and if sleep is impaired, then that will also slow down recovery and increase injury risk uh, for for any athlete. But since there seems to be a correlation between decreased sleep quantity and quality with age, then uh, yeah, this is this is certainly a factor. Muscle protein synthesis and the slowdown in, in that can, as I mentioned, uh, make muscle damage from a session remain longer and uh, it just takes longer to recover and for the muscles to to rebuild. And uh, finally, the slowdown in muscle glycogen replenishment means that, uh, well, if you end up in a state of glycogen depletion and uh, you can get potentially get stuck in a chronical, chronic stage of that if you do two glycogen Deplete, depleting work too often because it just takes longer than it used to for you to get that glycogen level back to to baseline and uh, and training in a state of glycogen depletion can obviously it has a direct direct impact on performance in the workout so you won't get as much out of the workout generally speaking as you would otherwise you won't be able to hit the same intensities and so on but also it can have effects such as decreasing your immune function and therefore increasing the risk of you getting sick. So so in summary, these recovery aspects can lead to not being able to train as hard and as often as you used to, but also it can lead to losing consistency due to occurring injuries or illnesses if you're not careful. Now, how do you counter these uh, things? First, uh, Ensure that you get good sleep quality and quantity. Do your best to uh, to work on that and to focus on sleep. Second, ensure adequate protein intake to help maximize that muscle protein synthesis. Get protein regularly through the day. Uh, get it with each main meal and maybe with some snacks. And make sure you get a full amino acid profile, including all the essential amino acids that you need, like leucine. And finally, uh, for glycogen store replenishment, because it may take such a long time and there's not that much you can do to speed it up, just try to prevent it from happening in the first place. Uh, that means that I'm definitely not a fan of fasted workouts for masters athletes or, and in particular, deliberately glycogen depleting workouts. And when doing intervals or workouts that are more intense and really demanding in terms of glycogen use, then make sure that you fuel during the workout in order to spare muscle glycogen and uh, use the uh, the exogenous carbohydrates that you're uh, giving your body. Now, those were the three main um, reasons for age-related decline in endurance performance, but there are some other considerations that, uh, or considerations, gener- general considerations for training and potential differences in training requirements that masters athletes have compared to when they were younger. And the first one, is consistency over time and uh, how that how important that is 
And uh, it's even more important when you're older than when you were younger. If you take an extended time off and lose a lot of fitness when you're younger, then you can easily regain that fitness when you're older. It's just simply a much steeper hill to climb to regain that fitness. And specifically, we're talking about consistency over things like like many months or many years, like over a macro cycle or a season. My opinion is that you still should take a two-week season break every year. But the point is, if those two weeks become four or six or eight weeks, then you're just in for a much, much longer road back to fitness than if you were to do that in your younger years. Uh, It's important to not confuse consistency with having to train every day or having to do as much volume as you did when you were, let's say, in your 20s. To achieve consistency over a long period of time, over years, over or many years, maybe you find that taking a day completely off training every single week, even though you didn't used to do that or used to need to do that, maybe that is exactly what you need and that helps you never get injuries and such. And uh, then that's a thing that you should probably make use of to to ensure that you optimize for that long-term consistency. Basically, allow yourself to be flexible in order to achieve that longer-term consistency. And uh, if if you can, it boils down to be a lifelong athlete. Try not to have an extended time off for whatever reason, whether it be changing jobs, relocating, having kids. Just try to be a lifelong athlete, even if you can't always be as serious about it. But try to always be consistent in some way and getting in a little bit of training almost every day. That, that is what the WHO recommends and all the, uh, the national health authorities recommend that we should get in a little bit of exercise every single day, 30 to 60 minutes. And, and try to do that and then you're set up for a much, much easier time to regain the glory days of your youth and the fitness of your youth than than if you let's say take two years off completely and then get back into it of course you can regain it but it becomes much harder and the older you get the longer and and steeper that climb to regain lost fitness becomes the second consideration is frequency of hard workouts this one i was kind of on the fence whether to include or not because i think really it is so much of an individual question rather than an age related question but with the caveat that your individual mileage may vary massively i'm still putting it here because well as an average yes older athletes do need to reduce the frequency of hard workouts compared to young athletes because the recovery process as discussed tends to be slower But if you are a master's athlete, then just work on maximizing your chances of recovering as quickly as possible from those harder workouts by doing the things I already mentioned, like ensuring good sleep quality and quantity, adequate protein intake intake and timing, and avoiding glycogen depletion. If that, however, doesn't help, or if it doesn't help enough that you, you still find that you take longer to recover from hard workouts than you used to, then that's totally fine. Be fine with that and accept that and just start planning and training according to this current reality. It definitely doesn't have to mean that you can't be as fit as before, even with doing less frequent hard workouts, because you already have such a strong base of fitness from many years of training, most likely. And one thing I want to mention around frequency of hard workouts is that Although, yes, there is this correlation with age and how long you need to recover from hard workouts and how frequently you can do them, I, in my experience, uh, the more important 
kind of determining factors uh, for whether how, how often you can train really hard is your training history and your ability level somebody has been training like really hard and a lot for five or ten years and is at a really high level they can do a lot of hard training uh, very often and somebody with uh, less experience of consistent or less sorry less duration of uh, uh, endurance consistent endurance training less of a background training history or consistent endurance training or less of a level in terms of endurance capacity they they cannot train as much those factors are in my opinion and in my experience are much bigger factors that uh, that seem to determine how how frequently you can do hard workouts and for this reason there are countless examples of older athletes that can train much harder much more often than younger athletes because they just have that consistent uh, training history and they have achieved a high level but the younger athletes might be new to the sport beginners and they will get there at some point but they're not there at the moment so so that's something that i think is important to mention as well that i don't think age is the most important factor here for how often you can do hard workout but training history and endurance capacity and uh, then the third and final consideration uh, that i want to mention is uh, psychology and mindset this is last on the list but uh, certainly not least uh, one aspect of this i already mentioned and that is to see yourself not as a master's athlete or as a certain number of years but as an individual i mentioned a couple of examples earlier in this episode but there are so many master's athletes out there doing absolutely remarkable things and uh, there's not just one way to go about things as uh, the example uh, of uh, the marathon runner who doesn't do strength training shows so keep that individuality at the center of your thoughts when it comes to planning your training and don't put yourself in a box that, that is really important if you have been a lifelong athlete then uh, and and you want to hold on to your hard-earned fitness then yes you will need to work hard to hold on to that uh, because as we discussed if you let it go then you face an, an uphill climb uh, and it's one of the exciting mindset shifts that you can make there is maybe you cannot get as maybe you were racing pro in your 20s or or in your 30s or you were just like a really really high level athlete at some point in some sport whether it's triathlon or some other and maybe you cannot get to quite the same level but it's an exciting challenge to see how close you can stay to your level in your 20s or 30s when you're 40 in your 40s or 50s or 60s and you can probably stay a lot closer than you think if you just focus on on these things and uh, yeah don't limit yourself and for many i think it's quite possible to beat your the pbs of your younger selves at an older age we see that a lot in scientific triathlon with people that have never had coaches before and then uh, they come to us for coaching and they realize that that they they start setting pbs left right and center and just because now they can train with more structure and and a bit more uh, intentionality than they used to do perhaps so so there are a lot of things that you can do to to achieve better performance at an older age than you had at a younger age age it, the thing that the thing that you need to have is you need to have the belief and confidence if you uh, if you go in with the uh, with the preconceived notion that you're not going to be as good as you were when you were younger then that's that's what's likely going to happen so you need to believe and have confidence in that you can perform as a master's athlete but equally exciting to more lifelong athletes achieving close to or per or all-time bests in their later years is the prospect of somebody who may be 
has been sedentary for most of their life and come into sport late. And uh, the fun thing and exciting thing about that is that you can have years and years of actually improving your endurance sports performance ahead of you. Because in terms of athletic years and athletic age, you are still very young. So people like Gene Dykes, the marathoner who come into sport at 58 and sets new PBs at 70, uh, that's, that's just one example of that. It happens all over the place. So don't let age hold you back from starting something later in life and believing that you can improve still for a long time and uh, also it's very important to not believe that just because you suddenly turned 40 or 50 or whatever it is that you suddenly have to start training differently this is quite a common mistake i believe that uh, athletes start assuming and put themselves in that box as i mentioned already and think that now that they're uh, they're 40 they need to take an easier week every third week instead of every fourth week that they used to do or that maybe they have to stop or significantly decrease the number of intense workouts they're doing you you really don't the changes that you do will most li- likely occur as very minor tweaks over a long time span because nothing changes really from one day to the next of course so so you might not even notice the changes as they're happening it's just a natural evolution of how you as an individual get the most out of yourself so so approach your training with an experimenter's mindset and an experimenter who wants to truly find the result of an experiment and the experiment here being you rather than just looking it up on google and and then writing about it in your report card Uh, so you want to actually do the experiment because the the results may not be uh, universally applicable also remember that age brings advantages First of all, you have, of course, slightly less competitive age groups. So perhaps now is the time to to make that qualification for a world championship event or something of that nature. Not to mention that the more you race and train throughout the years, the more experience you gain. And that experience can be invaluable in achieving your best performances. We recently had uh, Paolo Puccinelli on to talk about a study that he did where they found that uh, that experience in triathlon, so how many years you have been in the sport, was one of the key predictors of performance in an Olympic distance uh, race. Uh, even if you are not quite at your peak physically, wh- with that experience, you, you might be able to optimize things like your pacing strategy, your nutrition and hydration, your tapering, and so on, all based on your past, past experience. So that may help you get much better performances out of yourself than you did when you were younger. So again, you don't always have to be physically stronger even to be a, a better performing athlete. Experience can also help you be less impacted by setbacks like injuries and bad races. You might be able to let the ebbs and flows just wash over you rather than get on that emotional roller coaster and all the highs and lows that can cause stress and cause you to make bad decisions which is quite common to to do when you're younger and finally if your way of looking at triathlon and sports have changed now as a master's athlete compared to when you were younger then make sure that you acknowledge that and accept that Perhaps you used to be super competitive when you were younger, but now you train a bit less and you do it for health and social reasons. And that is uh, an amazing trajectory that I'm sure many listeners can recognize. And uh, just make sure that if you're one of them, that you have the awareness of that and you know that this is your why. Now I do it for health and social aspects. 
and uh, then you shouldn't put any pressure on you to perform to some arbitrary standards that you set years ago because that is a completely different context if you do put pressure on yourself to perform then you need to be really smart about how you design your training and plan your training as we've discussed in some of the uh, topics here in this episode but if you don't that's also fine you you don't you don't have to do that Uh, so in other words don't set any limits on yourself just because of age because you would be surprised what you can do even at a much older age uh, if you really focus on it but also don't think that performance is the only reason to do triathlon and if you're no longer interested in spending as much energy just chasing performance then uh, that's that's no problem at all you are still just as much of a triathlon uh, if you do it for the fun and for the lifestyle as if you are in it for winning races so knowing your why that is a really important point to to wrap this uh, section up with now to summarize there are a few reasons that uh, there is an age-related decline in endurance performance and uh, some key ones are a decline in vo2 max aerobic capacity and that can be countered by doing high intensity training regularly a decline in uh, main lean muscle mass and uh, that can be countered with lifting weights and finally an impairment in recovery aspects like sleep muscle protein synthesis and glycogen uh, replenishment and that those can be yeah those those you can count, try to counter with while well, your sleep habits and your uh, dietary nutrition habits uh, both on in training and outside of training then a couple other considerations that you should make is uh, consistency is really important even more important than you were young and uh, specifically long-term consistency so not not having to take weeks off training take your season break make it two weeks and that that's perfect and then try to just go through your training without without losing any any more weeks training after that and another aspect is that you might need to decrease the frequency of hard workouts but your mileage may vary this depends very much on your endurance capacity and uh, your training history and finally psychology mindset and knowing your why they are all really important for masters athletes and having belief and confidence in that you can be really fast and fit if you want to but also being aware of what you really want and uh, and then being accepting of that that's it for today's tts first day i hope that you enjoyed it especially you masters athlete this is uh, always a requested topic so i'm very glad to have done this episode if you haven't already uh, rated and reviewed the podcast it would be fantastic if you could do so it really helps a lot as it helps other listeners find the podcast now uh, i want to talk a little bit more about the advanced training plans as i mentioned they are still on their launch discount i recently launched these uh, advanced training plans they are 22 week long plans for olympic half and full distance they are available on training peaks but you can find them through links on scientifictriathlon.com on the training plans page and until tomorrow until the 30th of april you can get them for 60 off using the code advanced at checkout and advanced is all capital le- letters if you have used uh, my plans before then uh, many of the all of the good things are still in there in these plans but a couple of uh, new exciting features that i want to highlight is that the plans now also include strength training and they also include what i call adjustable duration workouts so for example you might have a weekend endurance ride where it says three hours but then in parentheses or in brackets two hours 30 to three hours 30 so that would indicate that 
you are free to go for any duration within that range and if you're more of a lower volume athlete you can adjust uh, accordingly and higher volume athletes uh, same thing and uh, i mean that's useful on an individual workout level of course on busy days and such but uh, more importantly it allows you to tailor the overall training volume of the plan to the level you're at so perhaps you are at a typical training volume that is slightly higher than let's say the advanced olympic distance plan and then what you can do is to just do the longer versions of all the plans the adjustable duration workouts and that will bring you to your typical volume and you get your normal volume but you get the structure of the plan and that will help you reach your hopefully your uh, your best fitness ever and your best olympic distance performance and uh, correspondingly if you are somebody who is usually a bit of a lower volume athlete compared to what the plans call for and you think they might be calling for a bit more than you can uh, than, than, than you can do realistically then just do the lower volume versions of the workouts and and you will get get the overall volume of the plan down to to a degree of course it's not there there is a limit to how much but to give you an example the olympic distance plan is on average 13 hours 49 minutes per week of training and uh, but depending on if you do all of the shortest versions or all of the longest versions the range there for the average weekly volume is 12 hours 30 minutes to 15 hours 17 minutes so it gives you a good sort of three hour range to work with uh, but yeah any more than that and it probably wouldn't be advanced plans anymore so so that's sort of the limit but i think that's a really cool feature as well and really helpful for many athletes so check them out on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash plans and email me if you have any further questions but remember there's only one more day so until the 30th of april 2021 to take advantage of the 60 percent launch discount and after that uh, there will be no more discounts for these plans tune in again on monday where we have another interview which is a training talk with coach neil mcpherson of dynamic coaching that was a really good discussion we discussed among other things how he's using the smart pedal to work on swimming technique so that is a, a cool discussion thank you to our sponsors precision hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com go and get a free hydration plan and an estimate for how much sodium you lose in your sweat so you can tailor your sodium intake to your individual physiology and you can get 15% off precision hydration's electrolytes with the promo code that triathlon show one five and thank you to roca that you can find on roca.com check out their wetsuits dry suits swimskins goggles high performance eyewear and prescription glasses and sunglasses and get 20% off your order with the promo code that you can get on roca.com forward slash tts thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon <laughs>